Hello, my name is Becca Stackhouse Morrison, and I am ready for you to tune in each episode to hear ways to become you. Looking at ways you can be your authentic and intentional self, you'll finish each episode motivated to live life more authentically. I learned how to be truly me through relationships, chronic disease, finances, and taking each journey along the way. Talk about the real aspects of life? Of course. Relationships, finance, nutrition, hardships, exercise are all topics that we will discuss. Pull up a seat, drive safely down the road, or get into that workout groove to be challenged, motivated, and encouraged to be you. This is the Stacked Intent Podcast. Hello and welcome to Stacked Intent, where we discuss and drop those tips on how you can really intentionally stack your life. I am Becca, and today we are going to be talking about why your sleep routine matters for you. Uh, Let's get started here. So our three objectives today is I really hope through this conversation you kind of think about why having a sleep routine matters, ways that you might be able to create your sleep routine, and creating your sleep environment. So where do we learn these sleep patterns? This is often something that we learn as children and our behaviors that are repeated for us throughout the years. It showed in a lot of the research that I pulled up that by the age of seven, you typically have your sleep pattern pretty established. Though insomnia can affect some of us and be a difficult thing of like falling asleep or staying asleep, you might be able to take some lifestyle changes to be able to improve your sleep habits, which might help a lot with insomnia. Let's start with that first topic of why have a sleep routine. Because it does matter. So sleep needs a routine and consistency because that is the key to keeping it on track. This helps provide you and if you've got children a structure and a routine that's going to establish some safety and comfort within your sleep patterns. There are also benefits that we've got to having good sleep habits and it's just having a sleepy sleepy health pattern, right? So, you can see an increase in your overall mood and behavior when you are well-rested. Also, in your children, it can help decrease meltdowns and tantrums that occur from having a sleep routine. Uh, it helps strengthen your immune system because our bodies have to have time to heal and regenerate themselves. And typically... This happens when we're asleep. A well-rested mind is better for some cognitive abilities in all of us. So a well-rested child is also going to do better in school. But just like on a couple of episodes ago that we talked about our nutrition, having this healthy balance 
our sleep patterns can have this healthy balance of an 80-20 rule as well. So this means that 80% of the time you follow your sleep routines and habits. 20% of the time you can make an exception to your sleep schedule. You are able to use this rule after you have structured and set a regular bedtime routine. When you are using this 80-20 rule, you want to make sure that you start with a well-rested you and a well-rested child because a well-rested child is going to handle any changes that get thrown at them a lot better. If a child has had a fun-filled day, sometimes you may be able to even offer them an earlier bedtime. But this also goes on that reverse of that 20%. If a little bit needs to go a little longer, then you can offer them that as well. But the caveat is don't wait until you or your child is totally exhausted before you address bedtime. Everyone in a family needs a bedtime set from being a child to being the parent or just being a single you. It helps to encourage a regular sleep schedule. So hustle and bustle of holiday seasons is around the corner for us as this podcast goes up. But that doesn't mean that your patterns have to suffer. Meeting your sleep needs is an important aspect and part of being healthy. You in your sleep routine keep in your bedtime and practice that 20% of the time with late nights. With your children, you're going to want to start a soothing routine before they are overtired and fighting to get to their second wind. Each of these routines is unique as we are. The routine for your children should be the same at bedtime as it is at a nap time so that they know what to expect. Meeting and knowing our expectations is one of the biggest things that helps in creating and establishing a routine. So knowing that a book comes before bed or knowing that I'm going to read a book and I'm going to potty and then I'm going to lay down helps a child. For us, we're not that far off from still needing to know what that routine looks like as we're getting ready. Now, let's look at some ways that you can really create this sleep routine. A lot of research shows that waking up at the same time each day is important. And yes, that does include your weekends as well. Going to bed at the same time each night is a helpful thing. And as an adult, trying not to go to bed much earlier than eight hours before, you need to wake up. Because as an adult, about eight hours in a 24-hour period is all we need for rest. But children and teenagers need more sleep than that. Sleep routines are important so that we have the correct hours of functioning sleep for ourselves and the little humans you may be caring for. And these times are based off not being tired already. So it may take establishing your sleep routines and getting those patterns of sleep established. 
So we talked about why we need eight hours. Let me give you some other numbers of hours of sleep. Really just for your knowledge and resource. Newborns and newborns are defined as zero to three months old. Need about 14 to 17 hours of sleep in a 24 hour period. Infants, and that's defined as four to 11 months, need about 12 to 15 hours. Toddlers, who are one to two year olds, need about 11 to 14 hours of sleep. Preschoolers, so these are our three to five year olds, they need 10 to 13 hours of sleep. And mind you that that can be the sleep that they get through the night plus a nap that they might get in the day. Or it might mean they need a 12-hour stretch of sleep. Your school-age children, so 6 to 13, they have 9 to 11 hours of sleep that are needed. Our teens who are 14 to 17, they need between 8 and 10 hours of sleep. So remember that a lot of this is they're still growing and changing occurring and our bodies need that rest for that regeneration. Our feelings of rest come from the quality of sleep that you're getting. Going to bed and waking up in a routine is something that even goes through your weekend because it helps create that consistent pattern. In evenings, you're going to want to avoid caffeine and alcohol consumption because both of these affect how we sleep. About two hours before you go to bed, you're going to want to avoid heavy meals. I have to say for me, that is a big one. I really have to watch what hour I eat last. I really found that really eating before I go to the gym and only drinking a smoothie after tremendously helps my eating and weight and all those abilities. Another stop. If your mind is racing, empty your day into a journal. If you have any worries or thoughts, transfer them into the journal. Leave your comments and your thoughts so that you can go have a peaceful night's sleep. Set a timer. Do it for five minutes. Start creating small habits. Are you an active person? And this means that are you exercising in some form or fashion most days for at least 30 minutes? And that's 30 minutes of moderate to vigorous exercise. If you are not already active, then add in 30 minutes of exercise a day. That could be walking, running, weights. For me, it's jiu-jitsu, yoga, exercise, like body weight exercises. Most days, it will help provide you with a better night's rest. I can tell you from personal that I definitely can feel the difference on the days that I don't get a workout or I'm not at jiu-jitsu than the days that I consistently have my exercise. A big one is you may want to leave the naps behind. If you are trying to get a nightly routine to sleep well at night, you might want to make sure that you cut that nap out during the daytime. Another one is you may need to check with your medicines, herbs, or supplements. And this you may need to ask a healthcare provider to see if any of those have side effects on sleep. You also are going to want to manage your stress. 
Find ways for you to relax techniques. Learn to listen to what your body's intuition is telling you. You may need to slow down or take a break as needed. This is one that sometimes I have to schedule a whole day for rest to make sure that my body doesn't go into my Crohn's flare. So it is learning to listen to that intuition of what your body needs. And it's letting your child develop that same thing of that intuition of, hey, I'm really ready to go to bed and sleepy. You can do this through reading or taking a bath to create a relaxing zone and clearing the worries of your mind. Another one is put away that screen. Stop watching TV, get off the computer and off your phone at least one to two hours before you are ready to go to bed. Instead of the screen created for 20 to 30 minutes for your child, Create a relaxation for 20 to 30 minutes and settle into a quiet space. Save that dance party you want to have for your morning routine. Read a bedtime story and create this as a bonding time between you and your child or between you and yourself. If after 30 minutes you haven't fallen asleep in your bed, then you may want to get up, move to another room, but... Make sure the activity that you do is quiet so that you can start to go back to relaxing your body to feeling sleepy. Why do we even address electronics? They would need a curfew of what time in the evening you want to shut off all TVs, phones, and computers. It is usually recommended that we do this one to two hours like we just talked about. And it needs to be off and out of the bedroom. One of the ways that you can create this is creating a family docking station within one of your main rooms where all electronics can be kept outside of a bedroom. When you're creating this soothing routine for a child, some examples are bath time. Bath time can be a shower or a bath, but it's getting rid of all of the day's germs but it's also giving your body a time to relax. Brushing your teeth, potty time or changing a diaper, white noise or starting a diffuser. And that can be one and the same. Put on some cozy pajamas. Have a short yoga routine that you do together. Read a story. And you can add in some relaxing music. Topic three is creating your sleep space and environment. So creating a healthy sleep environment is so important. So you want to keep your noise in your room low. You want to keep it as dark and cool as you can handle and the ability to have. Let me tell you, my parents have two rooms that don't have windows and those to sleep in you don't really even know what time of the day it is. The darkness in a room supports your natural melatonin and triggers your mind and body that it's time to sleep. If you need a nightlight, though, for children or yourself, it's recommended to choose one that has four to seven watts 
and is a yellow, red, or amber color because this doesn't help with our melatonin production. Did you know that the ideal sleep temperature is somewhere between 68 and 72 degrees Fahrenheit? That just sounds like the perfect way to sleep. You have a white noise machine. Remove the TVs and computers from your bedroom. So this means when you are putting your child to bed, leave that cell phone on that family docking station so that you can also start your bedtime routine. This also eliminates the disruptions or stimulation during your bonding and story time with your children. Pets, it's usually best that you put them in a crate or in another room so that you can rest and they can rest too. This also helps with children and parents to have their own spaces for sleeping as well so that everybody comes out with better rest in the end. During the holidays, you might need to take your environment with you. So it might be that noise machine, that diffuser, the bedtime stories, the eye mask, a pillow, or specific blanket. Let me tell you, I typically always travel with my pillow and my blanket. And a lot of times I have a diffuser as well. I actually have a travel diffuser that is the same as our bedroom diffuser because it's also a humidifier and it just really helps the overall sleep. Enjoy a calming activity. So read the book that helps your mind relax. This one is definitely a personal thing because like me and my husband don't think the same things are pleasurable to read at night. Listen to a calming music. Do a soothing yoga stretch or routine. Not one that's active, but one that soothes and relaxes. Create a breathing pattern for that relaxation. And then as you travel through different time zones, you may have to create some space there to sleep. If you're only changing one to two hours, it may be the light exposure in the morning that can help. If you're shifting, you may be able to shift your eating schedule as you're getting prepared for your destination. But be prepared that most of the time, at some point in your trip, on either end, you're going to see a jet lag. Give your body that natural time to adjust, so just be patient with it. If you are switching totally your days and nights, you definitely are going to give your body that chance for that rhythm to change. This can take two to three to five days. So be prepared for that shift as you sleep. And think about it. If it affects me and you, it definitely is going to affect those little ones in your life. Well, thanks for joining me today on why sleep patterns matter. It's important for you to have that sleep routine. It helps your body establish and know what to expect. It's important and there are some great ways to create that pattern and routine. And then the environment you sleep in is just as important as anything else in your sleep. So the challenge today is, do you have that sleep routine? Can you improve that sleep routine? So make it by having, take a shower, pajamas, and brushing your teeth. 
Let those be triggers that help your brain know it's time to get ready for bed. Be sure to avoid that afternoon nap so that you are ready for that sleep. Well, thank you guys for joining along today. That brings us to the end of this episode of Stacked Intent. If you loved this episode as much as I did, head on over and rate and subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. New episodes are going to be dropped on Thursdays. Until then, this is Becca, and don't forget, enrich your life by being intentional. This podcast was created, produced, and recorded and edited by Stacked Intent.